would have thought matching blocks until they disappear from the screen would be one of the best-selling video games of all time. A few people, actually. This week, we look into the film adaptation of how Tetris was negotiated out of Russia. Tonight, we welcome back Madge. Hi, guys. I'm Matt. I'm Chad, and this is episode 104 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. Right, so we are welcoming back Match. It's been about a year since you've been on the show, but I actually saw you it was like a month and a half ago in real life. Yes. Yeah. Sad, sadly, not under great circumstances, but it's always good to see you, Match. Thank you. So how you been? <coughs> Excuse me. So how you? <laughs> nope, I'm dying. I'm sorry. I'm dead. Oh, no. I just died. Oh, I just died. Well, speaking I... of dying, let's uh let's let's not gloss over it that uh right now. Y'all um in some kind of tornado, bad weather. I'm seeing stuff on social media where in Edwardsville you got people hiding out in, in Applebee freezers. What? How y'all doing? Y'all safe out there? What? Who in the Applebee's, Applebee's freezer? freezer? I, I guess uh, Applebee's. Some... I never wanted to go in the freezer. This is they somebody that... somebody from Facebook. Yeah, they in Edwardsville and they said they hiding in a freezer, Applebee's freezer. Y'all all right out there? Wait, is this yeah. somebody is, is somebody we know? Is this somebody that's been on the show before? No. Okay. It's somebody you know. Hey, editing chat here. We said some stuff, had to edit the stuff because we can't say any of that. This is where the stuff used to be. All this is unusable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yes, yes, all of it is. All right, so uh <clears throat> uh use I don't even know where we did at. We did the beginning, and then we started talking about. Oh, so, you you ever seen Madge? Have you seen her on on? Yeah, man, the weather here is pretty bad. Like my daughter and I, we were um coming from being out and about, and um you know it started hailing, and I'm like, huh? And it's like she she's riding with it, but I know she's not happy or comfortable. But so mm-hmm. when we get we get home, you know, and I got to get her out, and you know, uh, you know take her out and all that jazz and like she just starts crying because it's like the hail is just like coming down like rocks on top of the car so mm. it yeah. wasn't a pleasant time <laughs> i wasn't outside but derek was like you hear that go downstairs and I, he had dominic first he was like we'll take them and i had dominic i grabbed the flashlight we came in the basement then he runs back upstairs to get the playpen and we turned on the news because we were watching the basketball game. The Knicks versus the Cavaliers, the Knicks won. Woohoo, because I was going for the Cavs for this one. Um, and the I had I went out in the garage and the whole garage door is shaking. The windows out there were shaking. It was like I was like, wow. The trash can blew over so you could hear the trash can. So it was like rolling and stuff. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, are we this, all good now this weather is something else yeah like my power went out briefly um earlier today oh for the first time yeah like it went out and then like it came back on like as soon as it went out so okay. thankful okay. for that right <clears throat> but um you know since you were on the topic of basketball match uh what do you what are your thoughts about the playoffs so my thoughts about the playoffs are, well, I really want, I'm a big Golden State fan. So I really want Golden State to go back and win and get them their fifth ring. I want Steph to get him his fifth ring. But I am thinking that 
they may not even go to the finals. I'm thinking that it may be between the Celtics who are booming, who will be called the St. Louis Celtics because of our boy Jason Tatum. Um, and uh, the Suns, because the Suns are looking good with uh, KD on the team. So I'm thinking that it may be between those two teams that's going to go to the finals. We I, de- I defer to Matt because he knows what the hell you just said. <laughs> uh, you, you don't you, you don't want to talk about sports ball, but now nah, uh, I I I agree with you for everything. Uh, I root for Golden State Warriors because I love Steph Curry, but I agree. Uh, Celtics are rocking. Uh, they blew them boys out the water the other day, and then uh, yeah, like what are they? They've only lost like two games or something like that since uh, Katie's been on the team. So. These first couple of rounds, it's probably going to be some blowouts. But then as we get closer in, it's probably going to be some good games. But I just don't want Philly to win because I don't like Joel Embiid. <laughs> Joel did uh, so good tonight, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want Philly to win. Uh, who else is in this thing? Um, so today he had, in. okay, so the Grizzlies are paying the Lakers tomorrow. And I think that's I, I can't wait, great. but. Right, I can't, that's going to be entertaining. I want to see how yes. that goes. That's going to be a good series. because I want it to go so bad. I love John Moran. Except for that stuff he pulled in, uh, what was he at Denver? That was crazy. But him as a ball player, he can ball his butt off. So I think him and the Lakers. Hey, wait, 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 wait. What are you doing, Denver? You ain't see what he did in Denver when he was at that he strip did, club with the gun. He, he did a, stupid, singing the song. He, he did a, yeah, he did a lot of stuff. He had a gun out in the strip club. Uh, he apparently, his mother, was at a foot locker or a finish line up in the mall. Maybe an employee, she perceived it as disrespect. So then she called him. So he showed up with his boys, everything to the mall. Apparently he, he punched some 17. Yeah, threatened the security guard at the mall. And apparently he might have punched a 17-year-old. Uh, yeah, he's just out of control. He, he, he doing stuff like John Moran. His real name is like Tramel or something, but he goes, but his middle name is J- something, and he goes by Ja Marie. Ja. Yeah. He's a great ball player. Oh, oh my goodness. Phenomenal. He's 23 years old. Yeah, he young. Mm-hmm. Huh. You already inked up, man? Like, you know, hey, that's man, the thing that they do. They, they get the the kids begin inked up at like 15, 16 year olds. Yeah. Like, if you if, not... if you ever watch some AAU game, you see these kids, you think they like 19, 20 with all these tattoos. No, I'm not saying like you don't have tattoos. I'm like, you got like both your arms are covered in tattoos and stuff. And it's like you just 23. You're going to have some other ideas of some stuff you want, you know, going down the line. Save some space for the future. He's going to put it on his legs then. Yep, you got your legs, you got your back. Right. You do you have any tattoos, Chad? I don't. I'm not um, against it, but at this time I don't have anything. I got my first one when I was, I think I was eight, 19. I got it with my grandma. So okay. my grandmother was in the chair next to me and she was getting a tattoo on her boob. She got a snake, uh, uh, a, a king cobra. Yeah, she got a king cobra. And it's like almost starting to wrap around the boob a little bit. And it comes up like right here and it has a tongue out with cherries on the tongue. Grandma <laughs> sitting in the chair taking it like a G. Uh, and I am in the huh. next chair crying like, oh my God, are you finished? I got some roses on my back and I'm just crying. And he's like, where on your back? Just right here. It's, okay. it's at the top. Okay, because if you were like lower, like tramp stamp area, from what I understand, that hurts. Yeah, I don't have a tramp stamp, but 
No, I'm just saying like that part of the body, you know. No, nah, everything on the back hurts. But then I got one right here. Like I got Devin's name right here, but I feel like I was feeling like Wait, up here on my you, neck or you, something. You can't do that. Where is right here? On my shoulder blade, guys. And it has my son's name, Devin, my oldest son, and it has a little heart or whatever. So yeah. Okay. And that one really hurt her all the way up to like I felt her right behind my earlobe. It was like those that, nerves or something. But don't, yeah. I don't but like every time I works. go, I I just kept thinking, Grandma I was sitting there like a G, just getting all the good stuff. And she showed that tattoo to everybody who wanted to see. Anybody God, wanted to see, yeah, anybody wanted to see that King Cobra with the cherries out, she let you see it. Okay. I, I, I like Grandma's spirit. I like that. <laughs> yeah. How many tattoos do you have? I have two. How right. many do you have, Matt? You have, you have tattoos? I have a lot. I have my first tattoo uh, was 18. I went to get king on my hand, oh, okay. uh, the uh, the front of my hand. I got uh, my next one was a cross on my left arm. Okay. Then I then I got then I got a. Uh, it's not just a name; it's a lifestyle on the right side of my chest with a crown with a crown. Oh, okay. Then I got the wife's name on the left side with the tiara. Oh. Uh, then I got my brother. Uh, sister and mother's names on my ankles. Hmm. I got on my upper back. Um, what do I have on my upper back? Get the mirror out. What's the word say right here? There. He can't even remember. Oh, the, the chosen one. There we go. The chosen one. Uh, and then I got an angel wing, one angel wing. And, and then I got dog tags with my son's information on it. Just like dog tags hanging from your neck. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Chad, you got to get your virgin body stamped up. Yeah, you want to be like us and get your children's names tattooed on you. Yeah. I do want something related to her. Like, I don't know, like, um, maybe um, uh, get her, like, mm, I don't know how much sense this makes, but like the spelling of her name, like her first and middle name, but like the, the letters um form a heart oh okay I, I was cute. mulling that over but i don't know yeah. Oh, yeah tell your tattoo artist they can do whatever you want speaking of kids and all that jazz um these kids really gonna be embarrassed out here on this freak nick documentary yeah they sure is so what are your thoughts on this? Because it's like, we kind of talked about this offline a little minute ago. And I personally thought that this documentary is coming like within, within the next couple of weeks, but apparently it's not going out to next year. Right, where I was surprised by it too. As much as people mm -hmm. are talking about this and everything, I'm like, this is going to die down and then come back up once it comes back out. Like, what was even the point of, um, and like even bringing it up so early? I don't get that. I think buzz to get more buzz online and get everybody talking about it. But then people started talking about it, and then people started getting like freaked out, like, oh, what type of footage y'all gonna show? I see. Seen... You see how you see how they started putting out uh, what they call it uh, what was they call it a PR um, uh, I forget what you call it, but you, you try to get ahead of the story, put your statement out first. Right. I've been seeing people put their statements out talking about uh, <laughs> that wasn't me. That was a different time and everything else like that. It's like, you don't even know if you own this or not. 
I seen footage that somebody had of Kanye West at the Freaknik, and he was uh, with his little flip phone, and he's uh, videotaping a girl, and she twerking, and I'm just like, well, okay, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I but saw I, that, too. I saw a question that somebody had, and it said, um, do you think the documentary is going to uh, bring up, like, assault charges against people, and I wasn't, I wasn't unsure how to answer that when I thought at first I was like, well, no, but then I was like, well, if, if they did see something and a young lady said no or whatever, it may could bring up something. Um, I some mean, isn't there a statute of limitations though? Now, I'm only saying this because of like, I, I am gonna, this is somewhat ignorant of me, but like, I remember like there was a episode of Law and Order SVU where they were trying to race the clock to try and press charges against somebody before the statute ended. Yeah, I saw that episode. Mm-hmm. So but like, you know what? Maybe. I don't know because it's like, okay, well, it, are you because you're pressing charges in Atlanta? Like, what are the Atlanta limitations? But if right. I was somewhere else, like, okay, well, can I press charges and I'm in Indiana, even though it happened in Atlanta? Like, so like, I don't even know how that goes, but yeah. hopefully nobody gets in trouble. Hopefully it was all just. I mean, but that's the thing. We. Nasty mm, fun. Like it, it with anything, there's gonna be something sideways happening. You know? Of course, because also it depends on what I, I read something where it's about which which angle they take on this freak Nick thing. So like one person brought up the example of when they did. I guess there's a documentary about girls going wild, right? There is, and it really wasn't so was much. A, yeah, and apparently it really wasn't so much of the girls going wild. It was more about the people running it and the, the legal and not good stuff they were doing. It wasn't really about the, the, it was about the women involved on some of the situations about assault and things like that. But the main thing was about the shady business of the people behind that brand. So I don't know, I don't know enough about Freak Nick. I know it was like a time where people used to go and I don't really, okay, let me ask, let me start right there. What is Freak Nick to you guys? Because from without being, like you said, being ignorant, I don't know. Because like from what I've seen, it's kind of like a party in the streets. I don't know what this is. I thought it was just a party in the streets in Atlanta where people went down and they they were uh, early their clothing like the girls were now. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to read this from Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, Freak Nick is an annual spring break festival in Atlanta, Georgia. It's primarily attended by students from historically black colleges and universities. It began in 1983 as a small picnic in a public park near the Atlanta University Center, sponsored by the D.C. Metro Club for students who could not afford to return home for spring break. Sounds noble. It continued as an annual event held during the third weekend in April. The event increased in size and popularity in the 1990s, incorporating dance contests, concerts, parties, a basketball tournament, rap sessions, a film festival, and a job fair. The Atlanta Magazine called it Atlanta's most infamous street party. In 1999, actions by the police and elected officials caused celebration of Freaknik to cease. A revamped version returned for one day on June 22nd, 2019 as Freaknik Atlanta 19, the festival. With a concert... Uh, as of 2020, it was set to move forward as a three-day event centered around artists performing. Um, oh, yeah. So, okay. So, it ended in so 99. Just it, 
So it was just like a spring break type of thing. Okay. Yeah. So black spring break. Right. You know, we have right. one here. We have a St. Louis freak thing. It's going to be June 3rd. Seriously? Mm-hmm. It's going to be at, uh, at my job. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Take I, I, saw, I saw you. I saw you uh, uh, share that. So I was like, I, I was like, what's a freak? I was like, what, what is this? Like, I know the general of it, but I was like, oh, okay. So I was trying to read information. And then the dude was like, uh, or the post was like 25 years or up or 25 years and up. And then somebody was like, why is it 25 years and up? But there was no response. So I guess uh, previously it was for, they was like, they don't want no younger crowds in there. I, that's what I'm assuming. That's why last I, didn't year, I, didn't, I didn't go and I didn't work last year, but last year it was a lot, a lot of people and they were dressed. Guys were dressed up looking for the girls and the girls was having it all looking good. So, mm-hmm. so I, they're figuring it's going to be way bigger this year. So they have, it's going to be vendors, all type of stuff. And I was like, $50 a ticket, dang, but it's people buying them tickets up. So, oh. Chad, you should, you should venture out there. Do a do a uh, on site thing <laughs> and let us let us know what's going down. We're gonna have a live. We're gonna have a live podcast. Yeah, be like okay. one of those people you see a, you see online where it'd be like interviewing the girls. So, what's the wildest sex thing you've done? And then they say some crazy, and we could post that. But you know what? Also, um, now I say some of the other documentaries that Hulu had done or the the stories that they've done. Like I just watched the the one about the Chippendale dancers, which I didn't know that whole story. So that was interesting. And then I ended up watching the Playboy one. And I think the way they did it was tasteful. I'm just hoping that they do the same with that one. So um scrolling down on the wiki page, um it talks about um references to freak Nick and popular culture. And it says that a season six episode of Sister Sister chronicle T and Tamara's trip from Michigan to Atlanta to go to Freak Nick. I do not remember this at all. <laughs> so we might have to look into that. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 interested. Oh, let me say this. Right now I'm interested. If they decide to release this next year when Freak Nick would have occurred, I probably won't care. I'm with you. I care now, but like you said. I'm thinking that people are thinking since the documentary is coming out, it's going to give more uh, women a voice to start speaking up. It's going to be a lot of Me Too. Me Too, the Me Too movement is going to keep going. Oh, speaking of Me Too uh, movement, did you guys see that third part of the... uh, uh, that uh, R. Kelly documentary on Netflix. Y'all see the third part? They still got parts of that coming out. Yeah, it's, it's the last one. I forgot the name. What was it called? Dang. Anyway, that man, that the last part really solidified. Like that man has real problems. I will. We took his songs off our playlist. I was like, I will never. I ain't no believe I can fly no more for me. Like I am good. Like I. A man single handedly ruined Space Jam. It, you know what that sucks, don't it? But man. Right, right, right. Um, so you say prom is expensive, Matt. You're paying for tuxedos and boutonnieres and limos oh, and all that stuff. The limos, I think the cheapest limo I found was like seven fifty, eight hundred dollars. Why are you paying for a limo? Just get that boy an Uber and keep it moving. I mean, who don't 
don't want to try to get to uh to a uh, prom in style. I, you know I, what's I in, style? in style? Actually, getting to prom—that's in style. You know, yes. Did you hear about the two people, the two uh in Alabama that passed away last night? They was in a car accident after prom. Yeah, mm. nice little beautiful African American couple. Too. You say after prom? Yeah, they was going home after prom and they got into a, a car wreck. That's terrible. Yeah, they had on. The, I think the boy was going to. He was a basketball player going to a D one school and everything. Jeez. But uh, but no, the, the tuxedo was expensive. The dang old girls getting dresses that cost more than my wedding dress. Okay, now I didn't get the most expensive dress, but they getting these dresses made for like a thousand dollars and stuff. That stuff expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how do you tell uncle, your teenage daughter that that's stupid? Well, no, well, not stupid. No one has daughters here, but. But no, it's not. It's not the fact that it's it's not stupid because of course you want to look nice for prom. But I feel like parents are going overboard. Like for me, when I was in prom, my mom, I bought my dress the year before for my senior year and we just doctored it up some and I'm still looking good and feeling fresh. I feel like some people just overdo it. If you're doing all this for prom, what you going to do when they get married? I'm not going to go broke for somebody prom. Right. But no, that's what I'm saying, because I to an extent, yes, it's the parents that's enabling it. But it's like, where are the kids getting the ideas from? Right. Like the peer, not the peer yeah. pressure, but like the environment that they're in. Yeah, prom. Did you see these kids with these prom proposals? I was like, I think last year my we, son he did much. a uh, he made a bouquet out of candy and he gave it to the girl or whatever. But I don't know what he's doing this year. But I'm just like, that's y'all. He bought a big old bouquet out of roses, bought her a stuffed animal, like all types of stuff. Matt, did you go to prom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have a date? No. Did you have a date match? I did. So how did your date ask you to prom? Well, okay, so uh, the, my date at prom was my boyfriend at the time, but okay, I did not well, want to go with him. I wanted to go with my ex-boyfriend, and I had dropped hints there a whole, like, a whole month. Like, oh, my goodness, prom. Like, because I, I, we had just started getting back to, like, being friends again. We had dated from eighth grade to tenth grade year. That was my little, that was the little love of my little life. And and twelfth grade year, we started talking back. And so I was dropping hints, like, just for him to ask me this whole time. And then my boyfriend asked me, like, oh, you want me to go to prom with you? And I was like, okay. And then my ex-boyfriend asked me, like, the next day. And I was like, boy, I've been dropping hints forever. Like, now my boyfriend asked me, I got to go with him. But my how, best friend, How exactly does that work if your man, ex-boyfriend... Why, why, why you let a relationship get in the way of a good thing, man? <laughs> right. So, my, but my best friend, so my dress was actually my my ex's favorite color, blue and everything. So when we got to the prom, my best friend was like, oh, I need y'all to get together. So she's talking to me on my ex-boyfriend, like, get together so I, so I can take y'all pictures. And we're, and she's making our dates all uncomfortable because <laughs> she's taking pictures like, how was supposed to be together? Like, yeah, like that was, <laughs> that was really crazy. Your friend is wild. No, so like um, mine, I, I had a date to prom and like I was, you know, went to the room to pay for everything, you know, pay for the ticket. And then I saw this this girl and I was all like, oh, you got a date? And she's like, no, nah, you want to go together? Yeah, we just, and, uh, full disclosure, she was not my first pick. My first pick said no. Um, also, you and Matt have seen Cocaine Bear match. What is your mini review of it? So I watched it earlier today. It was, I wanted to laugh at some parts. And then I was like, did that shit really happen? So then I had to watch some of the documentary and I only made it through half of the documentary. But I was just like, this, the movie was, was crazy. Um, because I was like, this bird, he was like the bird. It was, first I thought it was a guy bird, but it was a girl. It um, was? But they didn't say it to like, yeah, it was, it was a female bear. They didn't say yeah. it to like halfway through the movie that it was a girl. I thought it was a guy and the, the boy bear was just going crazy after this cocaine. 
But I was like, well, dang cocaine making him bite people. He was biting people and all type of stuff. I mean, she was, not he. But I was like, the cocaine made her do that? And she was sniffing it out. And she wanted that cocaine. She was getting it everywhere. Oh. And then I was like, the dang on kids and try some of the cocaine. It just, I was, I just knew they wasn't going to do it. Wait, wait, kids was getting high too? Well, because the cocaine was in the in the wooded area, in like like a like like free core park, but it was in Tennessee in the movie. So they found a big brick, and and so the little boy and the girl was talking, and he was, and she told him to try some, and he ain't want to at first. And the girl, she was like, "Well, how do you do it?" And she cuts it open, and he was like, "You supposed to eat it?" And she ate it, and they spit it out. And I was like, "Stop playing! Like y'all better putting the cocaine in y'all mouth. Like that's crazy." He's but the documentary was a little bit different from the movie, so. But the man who threw the cocaine, and number one, the cocaine was pure. In real life, it was 95% pure because I watched the documentary. So that cocaine, they said, was some good stuff. It wasn't no nasty stuff. It was some good stuff. And um, the man who threw it out the plane, he was found in Georgia. No, the cocaine was in Georgia. But the man was found in Tennessee, and the plane fell down in South Carolina. And I was just like, that's crazy. So listen to what this man said. Number one, the man had 40, 30 to 40 kilos of cocaine on and so uh they said on the man's body right he had one attack knife he had some daggers he had five thousand dollars in cash he had night vision goggles he had diamonds they showed his diamonds and it was in a money belt they was some nice sparkly big diamonds too he had some gold kruger hands like some gold coins or whatever and uh, he was wearing some Gucci slides. Now, why are you on a plane and you have a, a your parachute on and you rock some Gucci? You ain't got any tennis shoes on. You got the Gucci slides. That's like he, I just thought it was. He showed up. Oh, oh yeah. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be delivering this cocaine, I need to be looking cute, all right? Yeah. And comfortable. Right. Oh, and they said he had like this watch, and they said it was like a James Bond looking watch, and it shot out your gas. <laughs> and I was like, that's some crazy stuff. So yeah, it was. The movie was really interesting. Like I said, I wanted to laugh at some parts, but then I was like, man, if that really happened. So, um, yeah, that, it was it was crazy. So, Matt, you have um, experienced the wonders of ChatGPT as well? Yes, I was reading something, and they were talking about talking the chat stuff, and I was like, huh, well, you know I've been... Um, thinking about writing this uh pilot episode for a script so oh, i was no. like so i was like let me see if they could write me a script <laughs> so i put my little information in of course i had to find a free one to do it so i put my little information in i was like yeah write a pilot script for a comedy about housekeeping now i'm about to read this to you okay let's get ready Title of this is called Made in Hotel. Fade in. <laughs> Exterior hotel. Day. We see a grand hotel shining in the daylight. The camera zooms in on the entrance where a banner reads, Welcome to the Royal Palace Hotel, where luxury meets comfort. Inside the hotel room. Day. We see a woman, Angela, cleaning a room with a vacuum cleaner. She is a, wearing a uniform and a name tag that reads Angela Housekeeping. She is humming a tune while cleaning. Angela singing. Cleaning, cleaning, oh, it's so fun. Cleaning, cleaning, it's never done. Suddenly her <laughs> phone rings and she stops cleaning to answer it. Angela, into the phone, hello. Cut to interior hotel lobby. We see Angela's friend and colleague, Lisa, who's also wearing a uniform and name tag that, leads, that reads Lisa Housekeeping. Lisa on the phone. Angela, I need your help. 
I'm stuck in room 205 and I can't find my way out. I think it's a maze. Angela on the phone. What do you mean a maze? And it ends right there. It'll give me, it'll give me the rest. <laughs> Cliffhanger, man. Cliffhanger. So I guess I have to build after that. And then I'm like, I was doing it. I was like, what the fuck? That sh- that I was like, that was good. I want to know what happens next. How she get trapped in the room. But I guess I might need like a hay version to get a full length one. Yeah. But I thought I thought that was pretty good. I mean, it it gives you it gives you like a nice like starting template. Mm-hmm. I also was able to catch uh I did I watched a lot of stuff this week. And one thing I was able to watch was Unstable on Netflix starring Rob Lowe. Oh yeah. yeah. It's about um a famous scientist inventor who uh wife dies, um, but then he's uh like not doing his science role stuff. He's kind of like stuck in a rut and things. His uh what do you call it? A child that Probably. they don't mess with their, no, that don't mess with their parent anymore. Um a strange, yeah, yeah. So he has an estranged son who's like smart and brilliant, like him, and he don't really mess with him because you know living in the shadow and stuff like that. But it's a comedy though, so um, it's not a lot of episodes. It's good. Um, I explained this poorly to you guys, but what this is, but not. Nah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. So it's a series. I thought it was just. I thought it was a movie. It's a series. Yeah, it's a series. Okay. Um, yeah. Kind of sitcom humor like office or any of that kind of other kind of stuff so no it was good though how many episodes um i don't know <laughs> not a lot let's see eight not terrible like 20 30 minutes yeah and also i found my new crush you will say so uh, actually let's talk about this because like uh i'm gonna get into it on my subject but man night spoke on the phone yesterday and you had words with me because of why i don't remember now (laughs) my crush oh because i hate your crush (laughs) and i think you're stupid for that but i was i was going to get to that on my next topic i mean that's why i'm like oh i didn't know you gonna i didn't know you were gonna bring up our conversation but uh but no um that's because i was showing um no no not that one uh not that crush the one I sent to you and Jared. Glasses. <clears throat> Who the fuck is glasses? Well, no. Remember, I was like, uh, I think I have a thing for nerdy girls and glasses because I liked yeah. uh, Poppy from yeah. yeah, Mythic Quest. And now they have a girl. Her The actress name is Rachel Marsh. She's uh, Her name on the show was Luna. And she's like a scientist with glasses on the show. Oh, and I was on that show. Okay. Yeah, on Unstable. Okay. But... <clears throat> I say all that to say this. Okay. Now, remember when Abbott Elementary came out and I was always like how great Abbott Elementary was and Chad was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, it was really good. It's like the best show. And Chad was like, okay, I'll eventually watch it and all this other stuff. I've seen episodes of it. And, and you then they went, it for it's great. I've Chad. seen right. like half the first season. Right. And then they went on and to win all these awards, right? Right. I put, if I had a stamp that I was going to put on for the best stuff that you guys need to watch, the new one, Beef. Go ahead and watch Beef. 
with uh, Ali Wong and well, Stephen Young. Well, I had to get his name. So I was about to say Glyph for The Walking Dead. Right. But yes, <laughs> Al- Ali Wong is my new crush. I love her. Uh, I did after this. Before, don't worry, I'm about to get to beef. But then, like, I had my infatuation after watching this. So I was like, ah, I knew she was a stand-up comedian. And I wanted to go watch her stand-up. Nah, it wasn't it, though. <laughs> it wasn't hitting at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But no, nah, this beef stuff was amazing, though. <laughs> Did not care for that stand-up. Uh, but she's amazing in uh, beef. So, beef is a roller coaster. It starts off just a normal road rage incident, you know. He backs up. He's about to hit her. She honks her horn. They yell. She flicks him off. This road rage. That is just the start of this. And this thing keeps escalating, escalating, escalating to crazy heights to where all this started just because of road rage. Yeah, you ain't seen it? No, it just came out like last week, didn't it? Yeah, okay. Whenever I go, man, I'm sorry. Right. So I'm I'm not giving no kind of spoilers on this because it is worth it for you to watch this. Um I this show's gonna be a season two. Oh, it has to be. Like, like this show is amazing. Now, <clears throat> our Asian brothers and sisters out there, I was reading stuff on there where they were saying that like the the family and everything is like authentic and everything, uh, how they interpreted stuff. So kudos on them for that representation wise, but like entertainment wise, this show is amazing. Uh, shout out to my horny brothers and sisters. Uh, Ali Wong does do do a, a booty pick in this one. So <laughs> if you into that, that's out there for you. Uh, but this show is amazing. I love Ali Wong. Fuck Aquafina. We can get on that one now. Uh, everything that Aquafina has ever been in, Fuck it. It should have been Ali Wong in that. And I don't care. I don't even remember everything she's been in, but I want Ali Wong in everything now. How did I describe Ali Wong? Uh, how did I describe uh, Aquafina on that bonus episode the other day? Oh, okay. That's Aquafina. Oh, yeah. You said that uh, you you said that she is. What do you, you said? Something along like. Uh, be, uh, what's she's the word? Short, you she, she's short. She's so short. Yeah. I could put her in my pocket. Yeah, you said has, short and problem. You say problematic. You said a word like that. She has a very unique voice. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, you said the unique voice. Well, yes. And then she is just so problematic, and that's just the that's that's the that's the that's the icing on top, man. Those the oh. sprinkles. <laughs> I, I know, I know she's toxic, man. I know this. These that's are things a, that I know. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. She gonna she, we gonna we gonna be kicking it, and she gonna call me the n word. I know it. I know it. She's going to be like, that's right, my N-word. And I'm like, girl, girl. I hear her saying that, too. Girl, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, sure I'm sure there's video of her saying that somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I'm all on this Ali Wong beef, beef uh, train. And unless, because I know she was in that other movie, Will You Be My Maybe. I vaguely I like remember, that remember watching yeah, that. Was, that was okay. That was really funny. Yeah. So I hope she gets... Uh, the rocket ship tour, like, you know, like, uh, well, in my opinion, Jenna Ortega. I didn't really hear about her till Wednesday. The next thing you know, she's on everything now. So I hope Ali Wong gets that same kind of tension to where she gets blown up and she gets all the stuff for her. 
I mean, what was helpful with Jenna Ortega was that the Wednesday dance like blew up into like a TikTok sensation. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not really seeing any TikTok sensation stuff of beef. Mm. Well, but go out and watch beef. You're going to love. It was really good, Chad. I will say. I really liked it. I did like the representation of all of the different cultures, Korean, Japanese, and everything. I think that they did a wonderful job with casting. I'm in the movie like, oh, I remember that person. So Glenn from Walking Dead. It was the one guy from uh, Umbrella Academy. He was the, uh, oh, we can't say too much because Shannon ain't seen each other, but he was the the one with the, the ex, with the with his ex-girlfriend or that married at the church. The one that was the pastor leader. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, I thought, I just really like all of the different levels that they gave. Mm -hmm. Ali Wong did a great job. I thought she looked good in that blonde hair. Me too. I was like this. When when she first did it, I was like, I'm not feeling this, but then there's a cat going on. I was like, oh, I am feeling this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She got got real naughty in that one thing she told old dude to spit on it. I said, Uh, yeah, she's like, spit on it. Yes. Hold up. Hold up. I'm I'm back in. Hello there. What's what's (laughs) going on? but it's really good from start to finish i think it was 10 episodes mm-hmm. i think it was 10 or 11 but yet it was really good and as soon as it ended i was like man i hope they do a second season i really feel like they're gonna do a second. it gave a really good cliffhanger or whatever for that second season mm-hmm. but yeah it, it's a really good watch everybody should go watch it chad you gotta watch it oh my goodness and then we gotta come back again and talk about it once you watch it because then you gonna know why matt like that's the girl right now mm-hmm. so yeah because I even I was like okay well dang I had to play that scene over again I was like you better you better get it when she when she took that that booty picture I was like let me rewind that real quick and I was like okay got a little thing I did that was so funny oh dude had it in his phone he looked back at it I was like yeah you've been yeah you saved your breath you saved that was and that's another okay okay let's talk about that I thought that was weird as shit okay so basically Damn, we can't say that part. Because say that's say part whatever, say whatever. Okay, basically what happens is, <clears throat> unbeknownst to him, like, so Ali Wong and Glenn, they have, they're the ones with the road rage. Blah, blah, blah happens. And next thing you know, Glenn's brother starts texting and everything Ali Wong. So, you know, she starts, you know, their relationship progress. So she sends him a booty pic, right? Whatever, whatever. So then Glenn was going to masturbate. But then he decides not to because uh, he's seen the picture before of his brother, the brother, the picture the brother had. So then he shared the picture from her, his brother's phone to his phone, and he was about to masturbate to it. So, for example, that's like you get a booty pic, uh, and I over your shoulder, I see it, and I'm like, damn, I want to masturbate. Let me go get that booty pic for the girl you talking to and masturbate to it. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Then I seen a thing online where it was like, who was the bad person? Was Allie the bad person? Was Glenn's character the bad person? Was the cousin the bad person? Was the brother? And I was like, well, it really started off with Allie because she took it too far. Like, she humped for a long time. Then she rushed, sped up a little bit. Then she flicked them off. And I was like, it, man. They, 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 they are both bad because it kept, like, going. Every time, one of them could have stopped. But then they didn't. So it just, like, they're both bad. Like, let me tell you back. All of the characters are bad in this, but it's just the degrees of how bad. Like, there is nobody good in this movie. The Ali Wong mother-in-law wasn't good. Her husband oh, technically was. wasn't good. No, nope. uh, 
because he was like an old girl. So right. hold up. So the inciting incident was Glenn almost hit Ali Wong, right? Yeah. Right. And Bird like, okay, but then it's like we've all been in situations right like that, right? Where you almost get into like a little fender bender with somebody. There's honking. Somebody throws a finger up, and then you guys go on your your merry ways. Why did um, Glenn chased her, right? Yeah, he yes. started chasing her, yeah. Okay, Why? so 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 there's, like I always say, you never know what people are going through. It might seem like a small thing, but that's the last straw for people. And that's what it was. These people were dealing with pressure, stress, all of the above, and these incidents were they breaking point. Yeah. So this didn't come from, and it wasn't like he was having a cheerful day uh, and then this happened. These were people on that was on their breaking point where this thing happened and they snapped. Yeah. Yeah. And they literally was taking it. They just took it too far. It's like, I feel like it was like a banana. Like the first, the first episode was like the peeling. And then as, as the episodes went on, you was like peeling the banana back or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it literally talked about touch on their lives, like their family's life. Like it was really good. So they, whoever wrote it and did the movie did a great job. You, mm-hmm. You'll you right. really like it. Outside yeah. of Ali won't be a little good with that blind hair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look, she's not uh she's not appropriating black culture, so I'm not really sure how attractive. When you when she you is. see her, you're gonna tell little Aquafina to go to the side because you're gonna make space for Ali. Right. Um, so what is this last thing you watched, Matt? So I don't know if it was last week or the week it before. Wasn't. That. It was with um Japan Jared. Japan Jared. Japan um josh josh so he uh so a couple weeks ago i said i wanted to watch a movie to make me cry and joshua japan uh recommended what was it your name or whatever it was well we reviewed your name oh no and he recommended like a couple things we should watch yeah and it was like the last one i watched i forget was a deaf girl yeah the deaf girl one i'm like it was sad but it didn't make me cry so uh, I talked to him the, uh, the other day, and he was like, oh, you want to cry? It's, watch, I want to eat your pancreas. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. It's a horror movie or a documentary? No, it's an it's a anime movie. Oh. <laughs> I cried three times in this movie. Oh. Like boo-hoo, like ugly tears? Or just like, no, yeah, like, like, like tears. Tears, super- like white face looks tears. Like tears coming down my face, like when I was watching it during I watched it on my laptop and then during dinner, and then my son is having me tissues. Like, so it's a basically it's about this girl who um basically she is dying and like she like back in the day or whatever, like she read a story to where they were like, Yeah, if you had a problem with like liver cancer or something like that and if you eat somebody's good liver then your liver will be good mm-hmm. so she uh she was talking to this guy he's one of those uh, reclusive guys where you know you don't have no friends or nothing he's just kind of by himself and she meets up with him through the, working at the library and stuff and he she's like oh yeah i want to eat your pancreas because she, you know he has a good pancreas it was like like that so then like she's dying and everything so she's spinning her last days with um, him and everything. And this shit is so sad. I I don't want to spoil it, but 
I spoil it. It's just so sad, like all, everything she's doing and everything. And then she's writing in her journal about all the stuff she wants to do. And then she has a health scare. She ends up in the hospital and this guy has been with her to do the stuff. And then she, she tells him, she's like, oh, don't worry, I'm getting better. And I'll be able to finish all this stuff before, you know, before she dies or whatever. She gets out the hospital and she dies. But the thing is, she didn't die from her disease. She got she died from a random mugging stabbing, like a random person stabbed her and shit like that. And she died. So she was already battling the disease. And then now this happened. It was just so sad. So I was like, I needed a good cry. I got that good cry out. So if you want to cry, I want to eat your pancreas. Um, but yeah, I've never watched that movie again. Yeah, I don't need to do that again twice. But it was just, it was very sad. All right, Chad. So speaking of health stuff, you want to talk about a health scare you had? Yeah, I um, I thought I was gonna die the other day. Oh, really? And the and the the good friend that I am, when he was telling me about this, it's like, well, you know, if you if you die. We done with this podcast. I'm not going to continue on. Not on the sense of because I'll be too too sensitive to move on or anything else like that to do this. It was more like, I'm not going to do that work you do and everything else like that. Good friend. That um really makes me feel like we have a very balanced relationship, man. It does. You, If you're not here, then there's no need for me to do this. Mm. See, that, that's true. Lo- that's love. Right. Okay. Yeah. What happened? So, or can I, you tell us what happened? You feel comfortable? Yeah, I put it in the outline. I'll talk about it. Yeah, um, it's probably that. It's probably that those damn energy drinks y'all was drinking. You've been drinking energy drinks, sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. So Thursday, I um, it's my in office day, and when I go to the office, I don't really eat for real because i'm like i'm I'm just i I don't want to be here i just want to clickety clack and roll out and so um i start the day off like i make my my little canteen of coffee i take it to to work and i have like a protein bar in my bag and if i feel sleepy i drink an energy drink and so i I ate all that shit that worked that day and then i went to the gym got my exercise going i'm like i'm feeling good and like, you know, I'm leaving the gym and I'm like, my heart rate is still up and I feel a little wonky, but I'm like, I'm, you know, I just, I just burnt that. I just burnt it hard. That's all. So like I get home, shower, get changed. And I'm like, I still feel weird. And my heart rate still hasn't gone down. So I'm like, hmm, I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> so I text my cousin, um, Bree, and I was like, Hey, um, can you, you know, periodically check in on your boy? Cause like, I don't feel good. And she's like, okay, um, run through your day with me. And she's like, why did you have a model's diet today? Like all you needed was like cigarettes and like, you would have been, (laughs) and I'm like, I hear you. I don't have an answer for that, but yeah. And so you can at least get some of them Campbell soups to drink. You can go up it down. No, I, 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 no, I I didn't want to leave any trace. So then I text Matt and I was like, hey, man, I might die, but you keep the show going for me. And he's like, OK. And then the next morning he calls me. And he's like, yeah, you know, I wasn't going to be doing that shit. Right. I'm like, 
Right, because I haven't I didn't hear from him. So I was like, let me is he alive? I was like, he alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, dang, I just say I feel some type of way because I talked to you on Thursday. We were talking about my mom being at the gym. So yeah. I had a whole conversation with you and you ain't even saying none of this stuff. You I didn't want I didn't want to bring you down, man. I I'm know feeling you, like I, I'm out of the friend circle lately. I know, I know. what's going on with my life, but y'all can still fill me in on stuff. And that and that's why you got a lot going on. You how many movies did you have to cram this week so that you'd be prepared for this podcast? I wasn't trying to add more weight to the load. Ooh, whatever. <laughs> but I'm, no. glad, I'm glad you was good though. But start eating something. Hey, make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. And Get see, you that, a lunch. That's 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 too much extra shit. Oh yeah, so I you a lunchable, just get a lunchable. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a they don't have a a, a store thing like a, a previous workplace. Not since COVID. Oh, okay. Oh. They had like hot food, like that you could buy, like that they made in front of you. Right, uh, they did used to have it up there. Yeah. Oh, okay, but yeah. I'm not trying to do none extra. I'm not trying to leave. I'm not trying to go back through security. I'm not trying to microwave nothing. I'm not trying to keep anything refrigerated. I'm just Man, trying just to grab a banana. I'm trying to get in. Yeah, and banana spoonful of peanut butter. You would have been you had some energy and everything. <laughs> I'm 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 dead again now. Thank you. Mm. Oh, what's your allergic peanut butter? <laughs> no, I, I choked on the laughter. Ah. <laughs> um, so I, I finally got to check out the Mario movie. Did you want to get your son, Matt? Or is he good? Is he too good for our little rinky dink show? No, he not. I don't want to go get <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Matthew! Um, I know, because I ain't seen it yet, but I heard it's really cool, though. Okay, so... I saw the uh, Mario movie and so did Matt's son. Um, I love this movie. Um, I love that there were so many references to like Mario at large. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's Mario. So like the story's not complicated or anything like that. You know, he gets to the Mushroom Kingdom, does what he needs to do, gets out. I need anything more than that. I love this movie so much. What did you think? Um, I thought the movie had very um, similar things to the actual game, but some things were very different. The movie itself was enjoyable, but some things weren't quite exact from the game. Like when Bowser um, grabbed the superstar, he smashed the block open and mm. then the star came out. But normally in games, the way he smashed it wouldn't work. Mm, yeah that's fair and the music was also um like a cool remix of normal mario songs like from super mario bros 3 they had like some different remixes of um the theme overworld theme for some games that actually reminds me something i did not like about this movie is that they had like a beautiful like score but then mm-hmm. throughout different parts of the movie, they were like, all right, we're going to just we going to play random songs from the 80s. I'm like, what what is happening right here? Mm-hmm. Like, don't why? Why are we doing this? Like, who is this for? Right. <laughs> Matthew, what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part 
was probably when Mario had to fight Donkey Kong because Donkey Kong oh, is your favorite. Yeah, because Donkey Kong's my favorite Nintendo character. So that's who <laughs> um, you play with in Smash. Yes, he, he no, he's my second <laughs> one. I yeah, he's my second character to use. Um, who you first? Rob. Hmm. Wait, is that the robot or um? Robot. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, I really like um how he's kind of a show off, but he's also like at the same time somewhat focused on like. I don't know how to describe it, but he's, I like his personality in the game. No, I I, I get what you're saying. Like, he's good for a reason, but then he kind of let it get to his head. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good good stuff. Like, I can't wait for the sequel. Um, It kind of left some, like, um, loose ends about, like, where they could go with some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of hoping they actually don't do that because like what they alluded to was some stuff that would happen like if you were familiar with Mario Galaxy like the one of the main characters from that I'm not familiar so, with Mario Galaxy have you played it? no they introduced a new female character in that game yeah Rosalina yeah Uh-oh. and so I'm like I feel like they alluded to like there's a connection between her and Princess Peach, but in mm-hmm. a sequel, I would like them to introduce Daisy, which would actually take them away from the Mushroom Kingdom, because mm-hmm. Peach really isn't like involved in all of that stuff. In a sequel, <laughs> I want them to introduce the Koopalings. I was hoping <laughs> that they would make an appearance. I was so sad that they didn't. Because Matthew, who's my favorite one? Morton Cooper Jr. I love me some Morton Cooper Jr. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I, hope I used that... to be my favorite when I was younger, and because I always used to say it, because I used to love Mario. So because I kept on saying Morton Cooper Jr. All the yeah, time. I just I really just like the name of it, Morton Cooper Jr. So hmm. I hope they do uh, <laughs> kids involved and uh, on this next one. Yes, I mean it's money to be made. And Nintendo likes making money. Right. But I mean, they're doing some, some, um, I mean, now with this and everything from what Sonic, uh, Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. now you already have characters. So now you can have a whole new one with just Donkey Kong origin and things of that nature. Um, what if they do Metroid? Yeah, you can do Metroid, you can do Star Fox. Legend of Zelda. I feel like Metroid would be way too high concept. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could be. Uh, Star Fox, I could see them like having a lot of fun with that. <clears throat> what about Legend of Zelda? Definitely that. What's yeah. that other one? Oh, no, that was PlayStation. Never mind. I was thinking Metal Gear Solid. No, I was going to say uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What no, that no, that was that wasn't PlayStation. Banjo was Nintendo. Well, yeah, Banjo was on Nintendo. Okay, so Banjo. I mean, yeah. I mean, now, I mean, I don't see why none of these these companies don't do this. Like, like Matthew said, where Crash Bandicoot at? Well, Spyro my thing is Dragon. Mario. Yes, it's Mario. Mario's been that guy for like forty years. Right. But like Nintendo, most people think of Mario sometimes. Right, but then like if you're like, all right, here is a banjo kazooie 
movie. We know who Ban- do you know who Banjo Kazooie is, Matthew? Yes, I know of it, and I've seen a few clips. Okay, see, so, you gotta educate the youngins. I don't know how financially viable that would be in a movie. Maybe a well, no, I, I mean, I was I was joking about Banjo Kazooie, but like a more prominent um uh, story, like uh, well, yeah, well, not Spiral, not Spiral, but uh, a Crash Bandicoot, yes. Uh, Donkey Kong, all them. Yoshi. But I mean, they had like. Well, I mean, they, 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 yeah, they're, they probably like <laughs> Nintendo got their own. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're going to have that. But I'm saying like these other companies, you could, you could probably do something. I agree. It took them way too long to make a Sonic movie. Right. Right. And now they eating off that now, one right, right after another. Right. But I do find it funny that um, <clears throat> so this movie was actually supposed to come out in December of last year. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo saw how well Sonic did um, Easter this exact same weekend last year. Mm-hmm. And so this time last year, they pushed it from December to Easter to fuck with um, Sega. Hey. <laughs> And oh no, they, that was they were they were clearly right. Like they 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 destroyed the box office. Right. Right. So uh what do you think the, the negative what people said about the movie? Um I mean a lot of people were saying that it was kitty and like the story was like weak and paper thin. And it's like, mm-hmm. what do you want from Mario? Right. This ain't cinema cinema. <clears throat> Now, if um, they come out with a Zelda movie and it's some weak stuff, okay. But like Mario is <laughs> oh, yeah. just like right. That, they actually have a real plot and everything to it. Yeah. Right. So from what they had to work with and what they did, it was fine. Yeah, I think uh, we talked about it offline, but yeah, I didn't. My whole thing is I didn't like him wanting to be with her. Thing. Yeah the the whole why this is happening is was kind of stupid. Right. And I feel like also a very loose reference to um, comic book Thanos. Because in the comic books, Thanos did all that stuff because he wanted to impress death, like the personification of death, which was a woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, besides <clears throat> that, I took it for what it worth. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah. You should see a match when you have some time. I'm going to have to. It seems like everybody's been telling me it was really good. So I like Mario. All right. Thank you for being on. <laughs> you want to plug anything on your way out? You want to tell anybody to look at your YouTube channel or anything? Your Twitch? I used to, but you deleted it. Right. Oh, dang. He putting you out there like that. Now I got to delete that. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, if you live your truth, then nobody can use it against you. But that, that's, that's it. You have anything to say on the way out? Um, subscribe to Mr. Beast Gaming. No, nah, we now nah, he he got enough. He got enough subscribers. <laughs> yeah, he, he he doing all right out here. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he he'll need him, that. He'll he, blindness and things. He good. <laughs> he don't need us boosting him up. <laughs> um, very last thing, I have seen the first two and a half episodes of a show called Jury Duty. It's on Freebie, which is um, oh man. When you had that on the outline, I thought you actually was about to have some jury duty. I was going to say, oh, what's this going to be about? 
<laughs> so freebie is a free streaming app by um amazon um, so jury duty is basically think the office or parks and rec or even abbott elementary but in jury duty right mm-hmm. but with the added element of one of the characters on the show is a is not an actor he's a real person and he doesn't realize that everybody is acting around him oh so it's like a not a prank show but uh it's a it's sort of a reality show but it's also like a parks and rec office where like they've got (laughs) other little storylines and stuff going and like they have confessionals to the camera like dude thinks he's just doing a documentary about his jury duty experience uh-huh. <laughs> but everybody else is an actor and like they're doing confessionals as their characters about what's happening in that episode mm. is it is it one is it new like new people each episode or is it like a no this is like the same people like this is okay. the same case okay <laughs> so um also the added the also what's also kind of making it even funnier is that um james marston is in it playing himself that's if you recall that's the man from sonic oh yeah sonic sidekick dude Mm -hmm. and so he's playing himself but like an exaggerated asshole hollywood guy so like they're like in jury duty like before you go into for jury selection and he's talking to like the guy that's not an actor and he's uh, like, and he's like, oh man, like I just realized where I know you're from. You were Cyclops and X Men. He's like, yeah, I've done other stuff since then. Like I was in Westworld. Now I didn't see that. <laughs> um, you see Sonic. Now I heard that was shit. Like he said that to him. He's like, <laughs> okay. And so like the next day he came back and he's like, oh man, I I watched Sonic last night. It's actually pretty good. He's like, thanks, man. Did you buy it? No, I watched it on Hulu. If you would have bought it, I, I would have got a dollar. So um, uh. <laughs> it's like little shit like that. And it's like they um, they made him the foreman. Like he even told the confessional he did not want to be the foreman. And so like one of the other characters was trying to their best to be the for- foreman. But mm-hmm. like she messed up the lunch order. Like obviously they're, they're oh, making perfect. him the foreman. Right. And so like... Um, <laughs> He keeps in the episode I'm watching now, he keeps getting in trouble with the judge because one of the jurors keeps falling asleep during the trial. And he's like, you got to keep them awake. Like you're responsible <laughs> for this. But it's like they're all actors. So they're doing it on purpose. Purpose. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so it's a really funny show because it's like. You, you know, you, you we're all in on the joke, too. So it's like they're just being ridiculous. And it's just like it's insane because like they. they got sequestered because james marston keeps trying to do stuff to get out of jury duty and Mm -hmm. so like they're stuck in a hotel together and so these actors have to stay in character around this man and i I find that (laughs) hilarious (laughs) so i highly recommend the show jury duty it's funny and fun how many episodes is it it's eight total but um they're coming out two a week so currently there are six episodes out okay okay and it's like you know 30 ish minutes like less than 30 minutes okay all right you guys ready to hit this yes this week we discuss tetris it was the most beautiful thing i'd ever seen i played for five minutes 
I still see falling blocks in my dreams. It's poetry, art and math, all working in magical synchronicity. It's... It's the perfect game. Tetris? Tetris. 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 I don't get it. Businessman Hank Rogers and Tetris inventor Alexei Petrov join forces in the USSR, risking it all to bring Tetris to the masses. Spoilers, they succeed. <laughs> so uh, before we actually get into the review, what is you all's relationship to the video game Tetris? <clears throat> my first time playing it was on, I don't know if it was mine or friends. But I remember playing it on a Game Boy, though. I think my my, my first time. Uh, mine, I don't know what my first time exactly was, but I love it. I played on my phone. I actually go to um, an arcade bar here in St. Louis, and I play it all the time there. I, I normally lose at the arcade. I don't know why. It seems like a little bit harder at the arcade, but on my phone, I'm a champ. Like, so I love, <laughs> I love Tetris. I mean, you know, it's rigged in the arcades so that you spend money. Yeah, so there's that. Um, so growing up, I never really cared for Tetris. Like um, last week, uh, my cousin Vera was on, and I remember um, hanging out at her house and watching her play it. And like, she got like super fucking far in it. And I'm gonna say a very gendered thing. Uh, wait, I'm sorry, gender is a spectrum. I'm gonna say a very um, sex thing sex-based thing i feel like women 99.9 percent .9 of women like tetris that's if they don't like any other video game they like tetris that's true <clears throat> why, why you say that this has been something that i've learned in my independent research of the world and talking to people whether it be dating them or just like women like mad who well, I've never dated Madge, but she is my friend. <laughs> right, put the disclaimer out there. So, yeah. So she, you know, she was killing it. Um, but I did actually get into Tetris sort of through Dr. Mario maybe two or three years ago. I love Dr. Mario. That's my thing. I know. I know. Um, What's Dr. Mario? It's basically Mar a Tetris. better version of Tetris. It's Tetris, but with a Mario scam. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Do you feel like Tetris is more so of a game for like our generation and up? Or do you feel like more younger people are playing it as well? Because I thought like I was like, well, only like older people play like us and like older people play Tetris. Like young people don't play no Tetris. Yeah, I believe it's for older generation because it's not a <laughs> visually stimulating for the younger generation and stuff like that. Right. But yeah. Cause like I remember playing it, but like that like you said, it wasn't a thing to where it was like, ooh, Tetris, cause it just wasn't like that, right? And you know, I felt really embarrassed because I honestly thought <laughs> Tetris was with Atari. Well, that and maybe it's because I like so many Atari games, Frogger. Um, uh, well, technically, it kind of was. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, dang, it wasn't. It wasn't Atari because Atari, my shit. Like I love. Pac-Man and Frog like boop 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 yes so but now I had to watch this movie twice so honestly I'm gonna say I watched this movie I started not not fully twice but I started and then I had to like I was like 20 minutes into the movie and I was like wait a minute let me go back 
So then I rewound and I, I started all the way over. First, I thought it was going to be a cartoon or like, like a, uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be a serious or a documentary type of, of movie or whatever. I thought it was going to be like a cool movie. I thought it was going to be like a cool um, movie. Uh, what am I thinking about? Uh, what's the movie? What's the cartoon movie that Wreck and Ralph? I was thinking it was going to be like something like that, but it was like Tetris. <laughs> maybe, so that's what I was looking for at first. And I was like, what the hell is this shit? So yeah, it was crazy. Yes. All right, well, let, let's roll back a sec, though. Um, so let's kind of break this down into, like, the levels of the movie. Okay. So level one was the start of the movie to... Um, so the start of the movie, you know, it kicks off at the um, at the gaming expo. Right. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes from that to, like, him explaining to the bank people the history of tetris so what were your last thoughts on that um i enjoyed okay wait before we start did you know any of this stuff before you watched the movie yeah i mean i knew some parts of it like i knew that it was a russian game i knew that you know it was the 80s so um stuff with russia and america was kind of like a little dicey Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't sure about like the exact. This company owned these rights to this, that, and other. You know, I I wasn't familiar with all that that nuanced stuff. I knew that it was a Russian game, and I knew that there was problems with licensing. I didn't know the details and everything else like that. I just knew there was situations involved with licensing, not to the extent that they did. Right. Um, but starting off, I I liked it. I liked the storytelling of the beginning when he's with the banker and he's um explaining everything. Um, I liked how they also threw in the eight-bit graphics for different storylines and stuff like that. Um uh, yeah, I it set it, it set it up nice of where are we going. So I did enjoy that part leading up to uh level two. I thought that that black girl that was playing Tetris at that um, expo was fine as shit. <laughs> That's my main takeaway. Um, also, I did think it was pretty neat that they were doing those like 8-bit transitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. that was pretty neat in um, the very beginning of the movie. Well, I didn't know any background information about Tetris, honestly. And I, I think watching the movie made me feel like, oh, I did not know anything. Like, um, why did not want to know like about this game before I played? Uh, and then when he was breaking down and talking to uh the banker guy, I'm on I'm like, you didn't take that five hundred thousand? Like, what you, you right. passed that up? But when I thought about okay, the bigger picture where he was thinking when he said it, I was like, Okay, I get where he's going, but when they started breaking down who had what and who got the rights and who built it, I was so confused at first. I was like, what in the world is going on? Like it was a lot of foolishness, foolery going on. But um I think I think um they explained it and they broke down each step really well. Yeah. But I was I was super confused for a while. All right. So chapter no, sorry, level two is the bank agrees and um you wrote start selling Tetris. Well, what does that mean? the bank agrees. So he starts uh, production. Per, if you say production, where he 
went back to his company was like, yeah, guys, we're good to go. And they start doing everything. So then that leads up to um, the son calling him and telling him how he don't have rights and everything else like that. Um, and everything else like that. And they tell him that they don't have arcade rights. Uh, so they had to stop production on that. And, uh, and that leads up to where he's going to, they show him the, uh, the, the game boy. Um, uh, and then he, they're like, can we get rights? And then level three starts where he goes to Russia to try to get the rights. They were still doing those transitions in level two. <clears throat> and I was like, I'm starting to get very annoyed by this. What do you mean transitions from the eight bit stuff? Oh, okay. Okay. Cause they kept cutting away to it. I'm like, okay, um, please stop. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, oh yeah, when it was stuff. three guys and they had the little yeah, uh, they just, they just yeah. kept going. They just kept going. I'm like, I get it. I fucking get it, guys. Yeah, just like when he, cool. uh, wait, because this is during the time where he was like, yeah, when he went to Nintendo and he was like, um, I didn't, I thought that was kind of at first. I was like, when he was when he was talking to the president of Nintendo and he was like, you know, uh, you know, Mario has Luigi and everything else like that, and then he was like, um. They agreed on it. Then later on, he was like, they screwed him on his rights. And he was like, can you give me a mushroom? And he gave that whole analogy about the plant. Uh, what was the plant called? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, when he when he gave that example, I was like, did you really say that? Is this something like made up for the movie? Because I'm like, that seemed kind of corny. I got the I got the partnership one. Okay, I, that was kind of funny and everything, playing off Nintendo's games. But he was like, I need a star and everything. I was like, that seems kind of like Hollywoodish language to use. Yeah, I um I I should have like looked into it because it's like <clears throat> when they were doing the bit about like, oh yeah, uh Nintendo of America, we are um we're making it this deal with Nintendo of America. I'm like, I don't think that's a thing because nintendo of japan runs all of nintendo of runs all of nintendo Mm -hmm. and like yes we have an american branch but they mostly just do pr stuff like they they're an advertising company like it's 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 a shell it's like they not they're not developing anything or they're not doing any real stuff they don't they can't really make moves right and oh you're talking about when they developed the game boy right also, I thought that was like when he was like, uh, is it color? And he was like, oh, no, color is going to take eight batteries. This is cheaper. Put the fucking eight batteries in there. You're about to do. I mean, I get it. The Game Boy was some re- totally different. But I'm like, all it required was two more batteries. I mean, look, man, it was. Think of how much more bulky the the original Game Boy would have been. Yeah, right. It was already big. Cause then what after this was Game Boy Advance, right? That was the one. Mm. No, no, they had Game Game Boy Color first, right? So they had a Game Boy Game Boy Pocket, and then the Game Boy Color. Okay. So they like they they figured out how to make it smaller, smaller. And then when did (laughs) Game Boy Advance come out? The two thousands. Yeah. Two thousand, two thousand twenty one, something like that. Uh, Okay. Um, so then we got chapter three, level three. He goes to Russia, and then that's when the movie start to feel like, all right, 
we're in a spy movie now. Yeah. This is James Bond. Right, because to me, that's where it kind of like picked up to where there was actual, I shouldn't say actual stakes. There were stakes involved to this whole thing because he put his house on there. But it seemed like a different type of stakes. Like, I'm you weren't concerned about if he was going to sell the house. It's more concerned about his whole well-being and if he was going to make it out here alive. Right. That girl had me tricked. I really thought she was on his side. <laughs> Until she kissed him. And I was like, why would you kiss him? He ain't gave me no advances like he wanted to. Was that in the part three? Or was that part four? Part three no, was right so, so long. But no, like my thing was like the window was wide open. Mm-hmm. And then she was super close to him. I was like, no, nah, this is a setup, my G. I was like, this is a setup. Gave you no inkling that he wanted to kiss you, lady. Why is you in his face like that? So, yeah. But I, I still didn't think she was in on it until that next scene. And so when I saw I was like, damn, she... She was guilty. Smith, I thought she was on his team helping him out, doing the translations for him. Um, or whatever. I did now I can't remember the character's name. Uh dang, the one who kept going back and forth from room to room and he kept asking them questions like oh the uh, the, the the supervisor guy. Yeah. And I was like, dang, he changing the whole uh the whole contract based on what he's saying. Every time he says them, he was like, Okay, I'll be right back. And he would just leave and go change. And I was like, man. I really thought that that was, um, I mean, I guess genius on his end if you're trying to get you a good deal. I mean, right. technically, but I don't know. I just, it was a lot going on in, in that whole uh, third third uh, level. Right, yeah. But I liked it to where uh, the whole going back, checking the contract and um, him trying to be friends with Alexi, uh, going back to the house, going back to the party and everything and they wanted coca-cola they wanted levi jeans um yeah i think like oh, I, that's got, when- I got so scared when that knock came on the door i i literally thought it was like one of the like their official people and here it was a nice old neighbor like can i get some salt i think yeah. she said salt yeah but i was salt. scared i was gonna be in the closet too like don't say <laughs> nothing like don't move like, to me that. he was kind of not not ignorant that's not the right word he was he was like way too naive of the situation. Yeah, naive. Yeah, because he was like, "Why do I need?" He already said that he can't have foreigners in their house. So when they put him in a closet, he's like, "Why, dude?" Because you in a foreign country, they like yeah. you in a communist country. So he was kind of naive on all the stuff. But I guess him being naive was allowed him to do everything he was able to accomplish. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I was kind of with the movie until that bit like when he was um when he was doing like programming stuff with alexi i was like okay this is fun and then it's like oh man we had a scare you know because of the knock at the door but it was nothing hey let's go partying what right yeah what are we we doing here what are we doing here you're trying to live his best life yolo Mm -hmm just risk risking that whole man's um whole family okay right right so that's when i was i started to kind of get disengaged with the movie because i'm like bro like you can't be acting like this in this in these circumstances also another thing is i thought they would be more ruthless the russians yeah because if you think about it they really didn't do nothing to alexi I mean, they threw his shit out and like there was no and they kind of like beat him up a little bit. But it wasn't like we're going to take your wife out in, in the back and shoot her in the head or anything else like that. And 
it, it wasn't like as ruthless as I thought they were going to be. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like how the movie tried to have it both ways, you know? Whereas how like, the Russians uh, be the good guy and the bad guy? Or do what's good and, or do what's right and what's <clears throat> and bad at the same time? Well, I wasn't really talking about like that on a character level, but like the movie is like, oh, yeah, many bad things can happen to you if you, if you step wrong here. Right. And then it's like, um, okay, here's clear evidence of these people stepping wrong. And they kind of did some stuff, but not really, because they didn't want them to look too much like villains. Right. But you See, keep saying that they're villains. Right. And that's where a thing I got to where, like, the trope is Russians, bad, communist, spies, and stuff like that. So you get that all the way through to then where you get the girl who's a spy who's bad. But even though she's bad, she's still trying to hold up the good part. Right. And it was kind of right. like you're right. trying to do both sides on this to where they're bad 90% of this movie, but these last 10 minutes, see, even though they're bad, they're still holding up the honor code and like that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. By that point, I was just really disengaged with the movie because I'm like, you got to pick a lane and you got to stick in that movie. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, uh, the last level was level four where, um, they go back to Russia with Nintendo and, it's a whole race to the airport. And I'm like, I don't Hold really... on, wait, one more thing to back up real quick. Um, another person <laughs> being naive was uh the billionaire's son, where he kept yes. saying, What are you doing? Oh, uh, we just gotta move some money around. Why are these people shredding stuff? Oh, we're just trying to get rid of some stuff for the audit. Right. It was just like he was so naive and stupid not to believe anything. Right. I didn't care for that either. Yeah. And I feel like the people who made this do not like him don't like who the son because he honestly he looks worse he his character was portrayed worse than the billionaire was yeah 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 so i feel like even the russians like to me the son is was treated as a wholehearted villain throughout this rush worse than the russians or everything else so whoever made this movie or was a part of and wrote it they do not like that person in real life yeah and then they kept also had him be so unlikable. It's Mr. Whatever to you, you know, whatever's last right. name was. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the last part is um Hink and the people from Nintendo go to Russia to try and screw up the deal for uh Tetris and they get it, but then they have to rush out of the country before they're taken out. And I'm like movie like the characters aren't doing things that make sense anymore. Like it's very clear that these people do not have the money that they said that they had to pay you and you still mm-hmm. doing stuff for them. Right. And then they try to make up for it saying like, I want, um, I don't trust your money. I want equity. So if this company doesn't have no money, how can they produce anything? Right. right. So even, so even if they do, you do give them the rights <laughs> to the game, they don't have money to make the stuff. So it's like, it's not making sense. Right. And like the, the movie, I don't even know why the movie wanted a car chase. That was just. Right. And uh, well, I'll say and then it was like. Who. So. OK, no, never mind. I fixed it in my hair. Never mind. <laughs> I answered it in my about, um, um, The guy being naive. I thought the Russian was naive when they were at the airport. Like, you know, the people are coming. He's telling you, like, go ahead. We're going to go ahead and uh, go through customs, I guess they was going through when they got their 
passport check. He was like, no, I'm trying to stay. Man, if you don't know about your business, you, you try right. to get caught with us. Like, yeah. I just thought that that was us. Come on now, you guys. But I really thought that they was going to catch him. And then when they got to the airport, I was like, oh, man, it's super close. And I was like, if I'm at the airport and I'm a bad guy, I'm running all through this thing trying to find y'all. He was standing there looking around. I was like, <laughs> I guess that happened. But I knew they wasn't on the plane to Tokyo, so I wasn't surprised when they didn't find him on the plane. Because all he asked for was the first plane out. He didn't say I was trying to go home, so I knew he wasn't on Tokyo's flight. So overall, match, what did you think of this movie? Um, I get a movie a B plus. <laughs> okay. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was, some parts were entertaining. Some parts I felt like were a little far-fetched, some Hollywood fluff. Um, so that's what I think. Matt? I enjoyed it. Uh, I like how they they got uh, Japanese in there and everything. So I watched this movie twice because I watched it once by myself. And then once I realized, oh, they got some Japanese in here. Let me watch this with my wife. And then also because I was trying to figure out the different levels and I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, let me just watch this again and notate it whenever it happens. So then I watched it twice. But yeah, it was... Um, it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I'll give it a four stars. They explain the scenarios and everything else like that. Um, I was entertained throughout. The, there was never a time where I was like, let me go look at my phone. Um, but it was good. I enjoyed it. The main actor, what's his name? Karen Edgerton. Mm, good actor. Yeah. He played um, Rocket Man. You talking about the guy who played Rocket Man, right? And Kingsman yeah. also. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I thought the movie was all right. Uh, like I said, like I, I got kind of disengaged with the movie when like the shiny veneer came off, and I'm like, okay, well, this is clearly like Hollywood fluff. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of made me mad was, you know, at the end of the movie, especially movies like this, where they show you like what the real people look like, mm-hmm. and they showed you what real Hink looked like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a picture in the group chat and YouTube people, you can see this too. And what really irritated me was that in the year 2023, you hire a white man to be the lead of this movie when the, in real life, the real guy was a man of color. Mm. Yes. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, why didn't they just have Danny Pudi? He was um, Abed from Community. He's also on that show on Mythic Quest, you mm-hmm. know, an, an, an Apple TV show. Like why <clears throat> we have people of color that can lead movies. And uh-huh. this movie, it's not like this went to the theater. This went to Apple. Right. So you saying that you need a bankable star is stupid. Like bankable for what? So that people can watch this in their pajamas. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so that really kind of ticked me off with the movie because I'm like, why would you do that? And it's like, there, yes, there are Asian people in this movie. There's like a a, a handful, uh-huh. but like you could have had a lead that was a person of color in this movie because yeah. in real life the lead is a person of fucking color. Right. This ain't a made up person. This actual real person. Yeah. Right. I, I imagine like <laughs> you see like. Whenever they was doing rights or whatever, they was like, "Ah, oh, we about to get this person to it." And he look up and he's like, "This guy looks nothing like me." 
But uh, not... he's a good actor, so I guess so. <laughs> but it don't even look like me. Like this man's a different race. Right. We get uh Brad Pitt to play Matt in the Matt story, but it's like cool, but uh we, we that got me thinking we should get Ben Affleck and Matt Damon to do our, our movie version of the podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm with it. I'm with it. It is. It, it is. It'll make as much money as air. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Was it good? That's the funny thing. I I had the option to either see air or an early screening of Renfield, and I was like, "Well, Avi, early screening of Renfield." And as soon as we stopped recording on that podcast episode, I was like, "We should have saw air." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Viola Davis is in air, yo. And also, that. her husband plays her husband her real life husband plays her husband in the movie he sure does and that chemistry better be perfect then i mean the problem is none of us will ever know that's true all right um what do y'all think the rotten tomatoes was on this movie um 60 yeah i was gonna i would say like 79 or 75 or something 81%. 81 percent. 81. Mm, wow. And an 88% audience score. Okay. 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 So I'm I'm gonna be the blonde person here. I never really understand rotten tomatoes. I was like, if that shit good, like the higher number it is, that means like the movie was good. Yeah, it's like, like a yeah. it's like a grade. I got yeah. like my I'm the silly person who's still looking for <laughs> Easter eggs on Avengers movie. They was like the eggs. I was like, I was gonna have eggs. So I didn't know it was other stuff until like two years ago so yes <laughs> okay man okay yeah. i appreciate you being brave enough to share that yeah if some other people out there just like me but they might have been looking for east eggs too sure. all right so we're playing a new game this week it's called over under i will make a statement with numbers in it and you will tell me with a thumbs up or a thumbs down if the actual number is higher or lower than what i stated okay okay all right number one the Game Boy version of Tetris sold 30 million copies. Okay, you both said um, that it is, um, it needs to, mm. yes, um, it, we, we're going up. You both said up. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so you're both all right. It's 35 million. Just uh-huh. the Game Boy version, just Game Boy. Um, the original USSR version of Tetris was released in 1985. Magic oh. saying, Magic saying, what do you say? Up, yeah, you yeah. said 85, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Madison lower, and so is Madge. Nine June 6, 1984. Okay, and the last one, the movie made the movie had a 75 million dollar budget. 75 million. Matt is saying the budget should be lower. And Matt is saying higher. It had an 80 million dollar budget. Oh damn. Mm. Th- those eight bit transitions weren't cheap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, it was a period piece. So you know you gotta find like wardrobe and vehicles and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, trivia dump. The uh, Tetris was the best-selling video game of all time from 1993 to 2020 when it was surpassed by Minecraft. However, it should be noted that 
um, that counts that count includes all ports of the game, which vary technology technologically from one version to the next. The now defunct mobile version developed by EA had alone sold over 100 million copies, making it the third best selling game after Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto V because, you know, they won't let that game die. See, that's what I, when you said the 2020, I was like, and my first instance was Grand Theft Auto V. He said <laughs> Minecraft, and I was like, wow. Um, the Tetris franchise as a whole has sold nearly 500 million copies, making it the second best-selling franchise after Mario. Wow. Last thing, and this is kind of a downer. Um, Robert Maxwell is the father of nine children, one of whom was found guilty of child sex trafficking in connection with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Yeah. Damn shame. I mean, no comment. So, I got a question, though. Okay. So since, you know, nowadays you don't buy games, for example. So, for example, something like how would they rate something like Fortnite since you don't actually pay for Fortnite? Well, you wouldn't try to buy um, copies. So you would try to buy money earned. Okay, okay. Yeah. They buying them skins. Yes, right, right. And yeah. V-Bucks. Oh, my That's God. That's all my son asked for is well, V-Bucks. That mm-hmm. and the Roblox stuff, which I... Yeah, I Ro- yeah. What is Roblox? I know I'm old. Now I'm Ro- old. Roblox is like Minecraft, but kind, but different. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That that clears it up. Thank you. Because really, it's like, it's Roblox, you can build stuff, but then you also have like characters. So it's different. Well, okay. Uh, well, I want to thank you for coming on, Madge. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Such nice, chill, fun conversation. Mostly because yes. we talk almost every day anyway. So this is just the audio version of that. So All right. Thanks for having <laughs> me, guys. Yes, thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Yeah. You got anything you want to plug before we get on out of here? Um, nope, no plugging nothing. Welcome. Hope these kids go to sleep on time. Don't be waking up early. <laughs> well, they're going to go out to sleep on time, but they asses are getting up when the sun comes up. Hey. Little roosters. Exactly. They're the worst. <laughs> but you aren't the worst listener. And we thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page. We used to talk about this at work and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. While it's illegal at we used to talk pod. <laughs> uh, follow me on letterbox at BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King0257. Come back next week for part three of our Indiana Jones retrospective when we discuss Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And like always, I don't know if this is a good episode, I don't know if it was a bad episode, but whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.